Welcome to Five Strive Weekly. Coming off our first trophy this season, we head into an MLS Cup rematch with Portland. We review and preview next. Welcome to the show, Five Strive Fam. I'm AJ, this is Mark. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube or hop over from Facebook and subscribe. Two Five Strive Weeklies in one week, you guys are being spoiled. But guys, Campeones Cup, it had the feeling of maybe it might be a slug, it might be a glorified friendly, who knows yeah. what type of feel it would actually have. And, you know, you had the talk of P.T. Martinez, who was pretty much saying, yeah, uh, Club America, we're going to beat them. Yeah. Jose and Martinez, right? I'm a winner, not a loser. Yeah, <laughs> like where he, he wants to, uh, you know, win the cup and not be considered a loser. Right, exactly. Um, and so it's, it's one of those, you know... They talked up a big game, yeah, and you didn't know like how serious they're going to take it. But Miguel Herrera, their uh, gaffer, pretty much like laid out that they were going to start a very strong eleven, which he did. I mean, it was yeah. identical to their league match over the weekend, with yeah. the exception of Giovanni Gio, Gio Giovanni Dos, Dos Santos. Right. Yeah, yeah, with the exception of them, and I think he's new to the team anyway, so he's probably right. being worked in. But that was a, a regular eleven from them. Yeah, exactly, and uh, yeah, it might be a second choice keeper because Memo Ochoa is just coming in, but he's played. Yeah, and so, you know, it's a, a very strong side that we played. Uh, also, Paul Aguilar, like one of their historic like uh, players as well. I mean, this was no slouch of a team mm-hmm. as much as any Mexican fan wants to uh, be salty about. It really was. No, a I mean, but I think, yeah, because, you know, they were salty about the results, certainly, oh, which, sure. which tells you that they were taking yeah. it seriously. They had lost some players in the transfer window, yes, agreed. Right. But what? in terms of a current team, though, that's as good as, I mean, like, Roger Martinez, Ibarra, like, those are two of the best players on the continent. Yeah, and, okay, yeah, we're in midseason, but we're also in a transition season as well. Yeah. Uh, and we also rotated five regular players out of our starting 11. Yeah. So, I mean, this was a pretty fair matchup, I feel like. And it was, I think, a competitive, intense, and a blast to watch, I feel like. From minute one, really. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, from minute one and really quickly, minute five, Emerson <laughs> Heinemann, he finds the back of the net through a beautiful combination play. Uh, I mean, you know, Darlington Nagby showing what he does, you know, match in and match out. Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, just that link up play. Uh, finding Pereira, who kind of one touches and the chips pass, it. The pass. Yes, and Emerson Hyman is able to coolly slot it with his left foot yeah. for the first goal of the game, and it was like, oh man, came on! I oh think uh, on the last podcast I said I had a favorite goal versus Orlando. I have a new favorite goal. I mean, it was ten passes in total. It started from a Club America corner, actually. Yeah. They try to break down the left. Nagby gets fouled, but we retain possession. Mm-hmm. Ball rotates to the right. And, yeah, I mean, like, there's that link-up that Nagby gets on the ball again, passes it to Pereira again, that one-touch pass was phenomenal. And, I mean, Emerson, very cool finish. I mean, yeah, beautiful play. And the fact that they can create that goal with players like Pereira and Uh Hyman, who maybe aren't as regular of 11s, I mean, it bodes well. It shows you that this team is really settling in. Right. they found their identity again. Yeah, and I think it's guys who've uh, at least kind of started in the past month a little bit. Yeah. So they have a little bit of regular, uh, a little bit yeah. uh, game time. So that they're at least a little bit sharp. Uh, and if there's anybody on the pitch that you combine with and score that type of goal, I feel like it's Emerson Hyman. Like he is always a guy that's on a pass and move. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean to finish it off like that. 
and to start off a, a cup final like this, yeah, beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, and so, uh, you know, going in further, I mean, you know, it looked like we, uh, you know, maybe wanted to have a little bit more control. It was pretty back and forth, and uh, Club America were really, I think, uh, threatening for a while after that. Yeah. Um, um, you know, especially almost identical play before they actually score. Yeah, I mean Ibarra coming in off the right uh, crashes the the crossbar with the with that shot, and then yeah, eventually uh, scores in a very similar fashion. Roger Martinez coming in on the left dribbling. I mean, he was one. He was probably their best player for the match. Yeah, probably. Uh, and yeah, definitely kind of tore Franco Escobar to shreds. Yeah, before had him on the to come off. I mean, unfortunately, uh, it looks like a hamstring injury, but we don't know the extent and severity. Right. Uh, but he was he, he, there was a feeling of it, and yeah. uh, that's why he came off so quickly. There was right. ice. Yeah, he was icing icing for the rest of the match. Right. Uh, right. So uh, you know, it's it's worrying because he has pretty much just come back, and we were playing so well. Right. And now I'm hoping that that was a precautionary move. I yeah. mean, he wasn't limping too hard, but hamstrings also are tricky. So exactly, you know, if he has to miss a match or two, hopefully that's yeah. the extent of it. Exactly, and that I, I would be okay with because I think you know if we have uh, three healthy center backs plus a Michael Parkhurst, then right. it's uh, you know we can probably at least alleviate that a little bit. Speaking of center backs, Pogba was fantastic Ooh. again. I mean, yes. like this man, like talk about Atlanta, like picking up players, you know, and. Pog was another example. Yeah. You know, not not the biggest profile, but he's mm -hmm. done really well with it. It's the almost team. scrap heap a little bit because yeah, yeah I mean Flo Pogba uh, pretty much hadn't played for a year and a half, uh, didn't sign with anybody, and we pretty much pick him up and he yeah, I mean he has the goods. We obviously he it's apparent, you know, what he brings to the table, yep. you know, that physicality, that uh, you know, good on the ball. I mean it just you know, I think on a one on one even on, uh, you know, if a ball over the top, you favor Flo Pogba 100% of the time yeah, almost. Yeah. Um, and, and Emerson Hyman, who we uh, have on loan for Bournemouth. Yeah. I mean, stuff like that. Dion Pereira, who we picked up from Watford's Academy. I right. mean, it's just like guys who are very under the radar and are doing the job for us and are able to do the job for us to beat a Club America. But anyway, well... <laughs> Get there, but yeah. Um, yeah, and so okay, you know it's one one, uh, you know, and uh, it's uh, it's tight, you know, it's yeah. uh, it's one of those though, uh, you know, we win a, a penalty from uh, PT Martinez, yeah, and PT PT Martinez, um, I think had a hell of a match, oh, yes. uh, to be able to you know not only win this penalty but. Um, yeah, just throughout the match, showed that industry, that creativity. Yeah, um, I loved also the way he would drop deep and then switch play. I mean, yeah. like he really has an eye for a pass too, and he's really starting to show that. Exactly, exactly. It's it's stuff that we all knew <clears throat> was in PT Martinez. It's a matter of, I think this month he's really shown his ability, mm -hmm. and I think showing that work rate on top of that, I think it's really endearing himself to a lot of more fans yeah uh, as well and, as the manager yeah as well as the as yeah absolutely for sure and uh and so um you know he wins that penalty and then comes kind of the uh uh kind of the lowest point of this match yeah. for us which is not really that bad i feel like um you know we were all hoping okay yeah you know if we can get up 2-1 on them okay not too bad we can uh, get into halftime uh this is looking pretty good uh, and Joseph Martinez, he does the hop, the skip, and unfortunately uh, hits it where the keeper is able to stop it, but I feel like there's some encroachment, man. 
There's some encroachments. He's not quite on the line. Yeah. I, you know, and you know, a... he sold. I think he sold the keeper to where he moved early, mm -hmm. uh, and so that's good. But you know, with that new rule that you have to stay on your line with one foot, exactly. At least, yeah, it actually probably helped him a little bit. Right. And, reading it a little longer. Uh, but there was also the fender in the box early as well yeah. to be able to clear it. Yeah. And so, should it have been retaken? I think so. Um, and if there are people that, uh, from, you know, the Club America side, if you're that type of fan, then sure, you know, uh, oh, there aren't no, there aren't any retakes. Uh, this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you, you're able to retake it for a reason. It's, this isn't gym class. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like you're able to take it for a reason because there is breaking of rules, right? <laughs> but uh, and there's people that enforce that or should be enforcing that and didn't spot it for whatever reason. Yeah. So if you're saying that Club America's, uh, I, I got a ton of uh, Club America fans that were all up in the comments saying, "Oh, the refs were on Atlanta United side and blah blah blah." This is a large example of one that absolutely <laughs> should have been retaken. Yeah. So yeah. either way. Uh, yeah, unfortunately he misses it, um, and it, the call is let to be, uh, stood for, yeah. for that, and, uh, yeah, we go 1-1 one, one and a half, and it's, uh, it's not so, uh, I mean, you know, you, you have a feeling, it's like, is this, uh, is this dread? Is this, like, <laughs> I don't know. If... But, I mean, the match, like, through halftime was pretty exciting, and it, it was, was very pretty, exciting. it was kind of chippy as well, yeah. even Gressel mixing it up with a couple of players. Oh, and, sure. And so, I love, I have loved seeing, uh, yes. Gressel be really, really, uh, you know, use that aggressiveness, uh, and kind of stand up for his, his, you know, fellow players and whatnot yeah. as well. It's been... Uh, I think good to see. It's like, yeah, that, that last match uh, in, in LAFC with uh, Diomande, mm -hmm. who uh, they were drawing back and forth. I mean, maybe it kind of cost us the, the last kind of minute or so, but yeah. uh, I think, you know, you galvanize the team a little bit in exactly. that sense, and, you know, you, you show that fight. Yeah, I think it really helped us. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I think like definitely by halftime we knew we were in a match, and it was yeah. clearly like something that all the players, the managers were invested in. So right, and so yeah, I mean coming out of that half, unfortunately, uh, Club America definitely had the advantage for that opening 10-15 minutes. I think so, um, and I think it was because in the matter we in which we conceded in that we missed that penalty. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, I mean we were shook a little bit maybe, yeah. uh, but uh, I think Alec can you know coming in. Like, he, you know, had, he made an early save, Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, you know, there are a couple of deflected shots he had to save as well. Exactly. Yeah, no, so, I mean, he was mostly good, but on that yeah. corner, he does have to claim that, you know, yeah. when it falls I mean, in the foot of an attacker in the six-yard box. Right, yeah, it, it should have been probably cleared out before then, I feel like. Yes, he maybe should have handled the loose ball uh, on the second one, on the second uh, carom, but... Yeah. Because uh, it already went in the the first time right, anyway, right. but the you know I think command of the box just wasn't there. That's something that Guzan is very good at as well. Yeah, and I think yeah I think the defense was a little bit out to sea to begin with. Sure. Uh, Flo Pogba kind of just let it kind of go past him a little mm -hmm. bit. I think he ducked, uh, and so you know that kind of stuff happens. I think with kind of a makeshift defense when you have <clears throat> five new guys come in and that aren't it, used to playing. And together. then it's Roger Martinez at the end of it. You know, so yeah. you know he's probably Kennedy operator. You know, yeah. they probably Club America also coming into this match very good on set pieces actually. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. it's not a surprise that they, you know, had some good corner routines. Right, indeed, indeed. And so, I mean, you know, uh, it is 2-1 uh, from just kind of a, a shocker of a goal that mm -hmm. uh, could have been handled better. But I don't think, uh, you know, in terms of LA United, we were too phased by it. No. Uh, I think, you know, coming out of the half, it didn't look the best, but I think we galvanized and we started to play a lot better I think right after that yeah um, and I think it's also you know speaking to I think the type of fans that were at the stadium um, yes it was a little bit less it was like 40,000 than you know less than the 45,000 that's usually right. there if it's just the uh, the lower bowl that's open yeah uh, a lot of Club America fans there but maybe a little bit of both where yeah. they were Kind of uh, Club America fans first, yeah. and also Atlanta United fans, and so I yeah. have a buddy from work who's exactly yeah, you yeah. know, he, and he specifically bought tickets to this match to be able to see them. I, I, th yeah. I think it's great to see like uh -huh. Mexican fans in the area come out to this match. I remember yeah. attending the Atlanta Monterrey match. Like, was not only Monterrey fans, but they were Tigres fans, Santos fans, Club America fans. Yeah, like, they just want to see a Liga MX team. Exactly. I mean, it's a, it's one of those like very story teams. Obviously, Club yeah. America have like over 40 titles or something like that. You either love them or you hate them if you're right. a Liga MX fan. Right. And so you come either to see them win or see them lose. Mm -hmm. You know, either way, it's a fun time. It was a great atmosphere. Right. Too, and then you have like I, I saw stories of like generations of uh, you know Club America fans. Maybe were are like kind of the grandparents. Mm -hmm. You have the uh, Atlanta United fans, kind of the more uh, newer generation. Right. Super cool, man. Yeah. You know, you're able to, uh, you know, spread the love of soccer through kind of the kind of history of teams in that sense. I so. think that this is that shows you the incentive for Club America and other mm -hmm. Mexican teams as well to participate in this and really yeah. uh, ingratiate themselves into a new market, the North American market. Exactly. You know? And I think that's what all MLS and Liga Mekki teams want to do eventually. Yeah, and that is, I think, the point with Campeones Cup yeah. is what I think you're, you're alluding to is that uh, Campeones Cup is bringing eyeballs to Liga MX and that's fantastic. Like that's, uh, you know, Obviously, you know, more things that they can, you know, uh, get into, more advertisement, all that type of stuff that uh, I think helps the game overall. And so that's fantastic. But anyway, back to the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we are kind of, you know, uh, getting it around and, uh, you know. Uh, they responded. Atlanta responded pretty well. We definitely responded pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, yeah. you know, with a ridiculous colossal by Jeff Lorenowitz. He can hit him. He, <laughs> like, if you know anything about, like, almost MLS history, it's like Jeff Lorenowitz is a guy who can score bangers uh, or at least just shoot from distance anyway in that sense. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, he used to take some penalties when... He was uh, with other teams and whatnot, with the Revolution and Colorado Rapids and whatnot. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, he, I think he used to captain, I think, the Rapids as well. Mm -hmm. He has that captain experience. And, you know, he really, I think, showed that a little bit in this match. He, yeah. uh, you know, fouled professionally yeah. uh, a lot. He played with the yellow <laughs> for about an hour. It was yeah. actually pretty and impressive. Yeah, it was definitely, I think, a little bit worrying at first. Sure. It was like, okay, is he off his paces? Yeah. Like, is this game a little too quick for him right now? Uh, obviously not. I mean, that, that hit, I mean, it was just <laughs> smart. I mean, you know, Nagby lays it off to him yeah. from a rebound. Uh, and One yeah. touch and then bang. Oof, man. I mean, it took a slight deflection, but it really it would have been on target at least, I think. Exactly. It, it was on goal. It was just a matter of, yeah, it went 
probably a little higher than uh, what was maybe savable for Jimenez, yeah. uh, their goalkeeper. So he was frozen. He pretty much he couldn't do anything about it right. at all. I think it was probably going to beat him, uh, maybe far corner anyway. Mm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Larry just is. Oh my God, he. Uh, it's a shocker. I mean, it, it's Ooh. like holy crap. Yeah. I. I think I tipped over my couch. <laughs> like, it was outrageous. I was just like, Hold, he did not just... Yes, he did. Right, you're right. Oh, my God. Game right. on. 2-2. Let's go. Uh, and th that's that type of goal that can really, I think, uh, turn the tide of the game. And I think it did. Because absolutely. they were absolutely shocked. They were just like, how do we allow that type of goal in? It was funny because, yeah, when Atlanta took the lead early on, Club America responded almost, I mean, like, pretty quickly. And then this case, it was flip-flop. I mean, like, I don't think Atlanta were down for more than five minutes yeah. before we equalized. And so, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's that type of thing where you're in an intense match, you finally get an advantage, and then right away the match side again. Exactly. It's got to take a little bit out of you. Oh, for sure. It was actually only two minutes later. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, not too bad. And then uh, I think Jose Martinez, I think he rectifies that penalty yeah. really well. Not only with the penalty, which we'll get to, but um, yeah, I mean, he was <gasps> winning fouls. I mean, yeah. able to you know get Bruno Valdez to commit to that foul when he really wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. He wasn't. He was, the, uh, he, he was, it was pretty much one against three if he went into the box. Right. He had no chance really. I mean, uh, although I buy my chances if uh, Joseph's in the box anyway. But uh, yeah, he went out to the wing and he, you know, got that yeah. uh, second yellow card on Valdez. Also, Joseph almost scored from open play. Pereira did some nice work on the oh, left yeah. wing. And That's true. The goalkeeper, oh man, I mean like, it was a, it was actually a really good save because he's going one way, he sticks a foot out. Yeah. Joseph even dapped him up because exactly. it was that good of a save. It was. But and, yeah, I mean... And even Joseph, before that, there was uh, a little dribbler from a little deflection that uh, hits the post and goes out, and it really almost could have gone in, or just, yeah. yeah. There were a ton of, like, just really, uh, I think, not only good chances, but yeah. also missed chances. And, but I uh, want to talk about the sequence that led to the penalty, right? Yeah. And so Atlanta United takes a corner, and uh, Club America try to play out, and but we win the ball back. And how often have we talked about on this podcast winning the ball back in the opponent's area? Oh yeah. And because because it was a corner, Pogba's still up there. He gets, and I have to like, I really have to credit him on this because he he opens his body up to receive the ball, and mm -hmm. then goes back the other way at the last second. The yes. Defender just crashes into him. It's really good ball skills from a center back. Yeah, yeah. He he knows exactly what he's doing, and he earns that yeah. that penalty really really well. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I mean, PT might be calling for like, but <laughs> PT. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joseph Martinez, he's going to step up on this moment. And uh, Frank DeBoer even said afterwards that, yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I almost feel like it was almost 100% that he was going to make this one. And right. I think, I, I mean, I really didn't have a, a huge worry, but, you know, in the back of your mind, is this like a, uh Atlanta moment? It wasn't. Yeah. And yeah. so it was fantastic. Uh, Jose Martinez doesn't hop this time. Top corner. Yeah, and uh, is able to get it past Jimenez with a plum, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's uh, and, and he, yeah, he kind of does a little hop and then the celebration a little bit <laughs> with the uh, the king's kneel, and yes, yeah. just mm. uh, and uh, so. Uh, but yeah, with that, um, you know, we're up 3-2. There is Valdez getting sent off. I think it's the 72nd minute. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And yeah, and so you have pretty much 18 minutes where, okay, we're up. We're They're down a man. We can, you know, kind of get a fourth and put this away. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just, you know, let's, let's really just put a punctuation mark on this. 
Uh, kind of it died a little bit yeah. in this match until the very last kind of minute when the uh, the keeper Jimenez went off for the corner. Yeah, uh, they started to build some some of their attack a little bit, um, and it was very much squeaky bum time. Uh, even though, yeah, like Nagvi, yeah, he had the chance to. Uh, I don't. Know, I think Barco had the chance to. Uh, oh to yeah, yeah, in. yeah. And but well defended, just, and then yeah, yeah it's, it, it's crazy from there. I, who took the, it was Perez who took the shot, right? Yeah. From distance, that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so you know, defender heads it away. It was crazy. It was uh yeah definitely like what a way to end that type of match too. Right. And all the while you have uh, you know Miguel Herrera just losing his mind. Yeah. Uh, he got a yellow. An assistant coach got a yellow. Yeah. Yeah. If they didn't take it seriously, like uh, I couldn't tell. Right. <laughs> they yeah. absolutely were losing their minds, and uh, especially with some VAR calls, with some uh, whatnot and whatnot. So it was definitely. Uh, I think, yeah, Club America were definitely being very aggressive. They, yeah. Uh, we're trying to get away with some dark arts, some late fouls, some afters a lot as well, but I think they were found out on that, and uh, VAR definitely was able to kind of, I think, help us a little bit in noticing those things. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, PT was uh, kicked in the chest <laughs> for, you know, one of the penalties. And so, yeah, it's, right. it's one of those things where... Um, you know, if you're gonna be a little salty about things, I think you should rewatch the match because there were a ton of things that, uh... I think at the end of the day, Atlanta deserved the win, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I think it was... We were assertive. Yeah. We were a team that were not scared going up against a Liga MX side. Right. That's the main part here, is that I think a lot of other clubs might go in a little tentative, a little bit like, ow, you know, we might feel this one out, right. we might hit them on the counter. Right. Try to absorb as much pressure as possible, and then, no, we were just on the front foot from from the first minute, like we yeah. talked about. And it's just uh, how we want Atlanta United to play, and what we love to see from this team. Exactly. And it's been coming, I think, for a while in terms of um, you know this type of setup, the system, uh, kind of changing towards more of a high press in terms of more uh, kind of riskier play, allowing yeah. those kind of one on ones to happen in the back because you know you have. Uh, players who can handle them. Yeah. Uh, yes, Miles Robinson uh, didn't start, but he did come on later. And right. For I think he was a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. um, <clears throat> yeah. It was a little worrying, I think, earlier because yeah, I think you were having to see uh, Pogba have to, you know, you know, in terms of pace, have to, you know, chase down a ball or something like that. And that wasn't the the most reassuring. LGP as well. Uh, it can be. Uh, it can be fifty fifty a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, with that, um, you know, we've just, we were completely very solid. Um, you know, there were some chances that they had that they put away, but I think, uh, is it worrying on those type of chances? I think they are that type of team that can put away those chances. I guess a lesser team than maybe you don't have to worry as hard. Yeah, but. yeah. and at the end of the day, like, you gotta got look at the lineup, you gotta look at who your yeah. opponent is, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, quality of opponent I think definitely matters here. Right, so. and yeah, I think on that goal that um, yeah, kind of slices us apart on the back post that Ibarra put in, I think Pereira was just maybe too far away from Florentino Pogba to begin with. Yeah, he, he was kind of getting beat. Play. He's not. He was kind of getting beat on the back post by Ibarra. Yeah, he, he kind of struggled, I think, against yeah. Ibarra, which you know, it's understandable. It's just, yeah, he's not a defender per se, right. and which a wing back position kind of entails a little bit more. Right. And I think you see why Justin Miram is maybe kind of the first choice. Yeah, because I mean, when Miram came in, he was helping out defensively a lot. Exactly. Yeah, he he's got that little bit of like 
kind of canny know-how. Yeah. And he's been playing presence. position a little bit longer too, so. Yeah. Definitely. A, a bit. I mean, he actually hadn't played wing back at all before he actually came to Atlanta United, right. but he's been playing on the wing a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, on the left wing, he's able to do what he does, which is beat guys on the dribble and create things from the wing. So, uh, but either way, yeah, I mean, you know, you also have, though, unfortunately, coming in and seeing Eric Rometty missing from the 11. Yeah. Well, it's from in, the 18, right? Or from, from the 18 yeah. completely. And it's like, yo, like, is he, what, what happened? Right. And it's apparent, it's a, maybe a quad injury. Uh, and so we'll see, we'll see the extent of that, but it's still unknown what uh, that is. Hopefully not. So but you would have thought, yeah, maybe he would have started or, you know, and it's like, Yeah, what? I mean, I think Eric Rometty was, is one of those to a candidate to be rested as well, especially with Lorena, which True. There, you know, he's shown he can fill in in spots and mm -hmm. with the tough stretch coming up, maybe you want a fresher Rometty. Mm -hmm. So I was hoping it was partially, re I'm, I'm again, hoping this is more precautionary and that we'll see him against Both Portland or Orlando. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, and so, um, you know, let's get into some of the post-match quotes then. Um, yeah, <laughs> one of the, the interesting things uh, DeVore said afterwards was, uh, quote, this was a man's game. You want to have these kind of games almost every week because you saw the quality of those players from Club America and we competed very well with them. Uh, the This was a man's game part is uh, maybe some... Poor word usage, but I would given, nitpick it yeah. completely. But yeah, given the uh, you know women's game uh, ridiculous comments that he he made, I uh, just I feel like that's a comment that people are moving away from too. Because I remember uh, it was yeah Mexico's coach during the men's World Cup kind of said similar things and took some heat for it as well. I, I don't think it really needs to be said. That's just yeah me. yeah. So uh, you know it's a uh, it's one of those things where you might need to choose his words a little bit more carefully in the future. But um, yeah, he also added that I'm very proud of what they showed today because it was a difficult game. But if you see where we were in the beginning and where we are now, then you can see uh, then you can say we made a major step forward good for MLS, especially good for LA United, of course, that we can compete against these type or these kind of teams. The, the game was, I think, fantastic to watch because it was so up and down. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it definitely uh, was competitive for us to be able to beat a team like Club America with that type of history. Uh, you can see by just Googling La MLS on Twitter how salty these fans are about it. <laughs> it's, yeah, if you, if you have a... If you have a little bit of time and you know want to entertain yourself, just uh, just go ahead and do. But that. Uh, back, yeah, <laughs> on, on state side, I think uh, there was a really positive reaction all yeah. around, not just from Atlanta fans about yeah. what this match turned out to be. Of course, an MLS side winning, getting one over against Club America is yeah. you know going to be Always celebrated. Fantastic. But yeah. uh, I think in general, it was a case of this actual match lended legitimacy to the comp to the competition, and so yeah. it's like next season. You know, yeah, whoever it is, hopefully it's us again. Hopefully it's us again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it hopefully is as competitive or even exactly. if not more competitive. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about a competition. Okay, yes, uh, like we mentioned before, um, you know, it might not have the most history and this might be kind of more glorified for, uh, you know, both sides to be able to get kind of optics on both of their products. Right. But I think at the end of the day, you saw what type of competition this was, and you saw t two teams that really wanted to win it for pride, for a trophy, uh, and I think it's great. I mean, I, I think that um, 
you know, you have to kind of start history to make history. Exactly. So that's an absolute thing that, you know, if you, you know, if you want to write off this competition completely as a friendly, I mean, I don't think you can really do that completely now. Yeah. Uh, it really looks like it's something that uh, I think, you know, is for the future that could built be built into something more I mean, and 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 LA United gets to put their name on another trophy and yeah. when you go back we will be the first MLS team to have won this competition yeah. and you know ain't too bad we're making history indeed indeed so uh yeah and uh so you know uh with the uh the five players that came in you uh that rotation you kind of saw us so we didn't really miss a beat I mean it really looked pretty fluid and it seemed like the guys except on defense, obviously, on uh, that, that set piece. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in attack, it looked really, really good. And yeah. uh, Jeff Lerowitz, uh, he kind of talked about it as well, where he says, I want to play every week. Flo Pogba wants to play every week. Dion wants to play every week. Emerson wants to play every week. But at the same time, we support each other and we want to win. We have the Open Cup coming up. We have the run through the playoffs. I think it's more of just about coming together as a group. Believing in what we're doing and being a professional. When your number gets called, you step up and you perform. And yeah, step up and perform. They absolutely did. Yeah. All, all of those guys that he mentioned, they absolutely had a major factor in this match. We're seeing the rotation that we were promised, I think. Yeah, indeed. And so, you know, it's a big uh, props to the front office as well for yeah. bringing in these type of guys. And DeBoer for, you know letting these guys in and yeah. you know, getting them comfortable in, in positions to where they can come in and have an impact. Yeah, indeed. And so it's been, uh, yeah, I think it, it's been kind of culminating into a performance like this and hopefully we can build on it again for the U.S. Open Cup. But uh, yeah, so Jose Martinez also mentioned after the match that when I retire, I will say that I beat America. And that's, <laughs> yes. You know, Joseph it, is always the king of quotes. King of quotes, always great. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, he, I think, also gives a compliment to Club America here, yeah. is that, yeah, I mean, they are a very historic team, and for us to be able to beat them, I think, like, really speaks volumes, and so yeah. it's massive that we did. Uh, I know there was a comment in one of the videos that I say massive a lot. Okay, all right. <laughs> there, there's your massive. But, uh... <laughs> just for you. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, you know, Jeff Lerowitz also talked about some other things, uh after and talking about the kind of Eastern Conference, mm -hmm. he said, we're chasing Philly for first place in the Eastern Conference for sure, but we're also trying to win road games, which we haven't done. Portland's a huge test this Sunday. They're a good team. Obviously, they're the team we beat in the 2018 LS Cup Final. I'm sure they want to stick it to us for sure. Then you have Orlando, then you have play in the Open Cup, and then you go to Philly. I mean, yeah, it's... That's the rest of the month, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of games, a lot of... Uh, really big tests. Yeah, a lot of high-profile matches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not going to be easy. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much maybe Cup Finals for the rest of this month, maybe. Yeah. But because uh, yeah, Portland's going to play this stuff. Orlando's going to play this stuff. The, yeah. the actual Cup Final, the and then Philly. Cup. Philly, Philly yeah. may come maybe for first place in the East. Yeah. We'll be really ready for the playoffs, so that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, that wraps up uh, that Campeones Cup, and yes, we have a trophy. We are the champions, and that's fantastic. Uh, but let's get into the news. And yes, we are the first team since 1998 to beat a Liga MX team in a cup final. 
Then that's when DC United beat Deportivo Toluca in the 1998 CONCACAF Champions Cup. That's when it was called a Champions Cup. And so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's quite a while. Yeah. Uh, at least, I mean, in context, that's, uh, you know, not every single season it's going to be a MLS team and a Liga MX team. But, I mean, that's the last time that, uh, you know, an MLS team beat one. So. Well, I mean, we saw a number of uh, MLS Liga MX matchups in Champions League and only one MLS team prevailed in, yeah. out of those matchups, you know. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, and uh, so also after the match, uh, President Darren Eels uh, kind of is kind of playing on his uh, his running joke now. And uh, when we win a trophy, he goes to bed with it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's Sweet Dreams Atlanta. And yeah. yes, absolutely it was Sweet Dreams. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it, you love to see that. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, Darren Eels. So always, good at social media. Yeah, so good at social media. Always the guy with the banter. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, and speaking of banter, you have Michael Parkhurst and Jonathan Nagby, who are, yeah, Jonathan Nagby, he's always on the shoe phone, right? After the, uh, the, in the locker room selfies, and you're always wondering who's calling, and now we finally know. <laughs> It's Michael Parkhurst, yeah. who's on the other end of the line. I wonder what the reception is like. I know, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, I imagine it's fantastic because Mercedes-Benz, I mean, it's just like, you know, they have all the, the fiber optic cables. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's absolutely amazing there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so even after the match uh, today uh, in social media, Parky, you know, the, almost, almost was a truce. He was like, okay, you know... Uh, it was not nothing's gonna happen uh you know we were uh we were we had a truce for the you know the chance to and to win the cup but uh then you know maybe like an hour or two later he just he is savage <laughs> he absolutely is ice cold it's, on Darlene Nagby it's how he set it up that's oh my so, god oh yo he, so yeah he calls okay Darlene Nagby yes you are probably the best two-way midfielder in North America but you let Jimenez beat you on the dribble? The goalkeeper? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fair because it's a great point. And Dungeon Nagby, he was like, that goalkeeper was fast. I mean, and when you look at the replay, yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he had some touches. Yeah, and I think, you know, he's a goalkeeper, I guess. He, uh, he looks fairly spry. He had energy reserved, you know, for the last bit of the match. Yeah. Don Nagby had been running circles around uh, Club America for the entirety. He was so, tired. If yeah. I was Nagby, I would say I was tired. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but no excuses for him. I think, yeah, he uh, still, either way, he, man, that's <laughs> savage, man. Gosh. But uh, more more gold from post-match. Uh, this video from Jeff Marinowitz. Atlanta United win the Campionas Cup, you know, it was a good win for everybody, it was a solid game and uh, happy to score the goal tonight. Came out to Darlington and I, I told him to shoot but he let it for me and uh, took a touch and didn't think about it after that. Thank you. He was just uh, kind of speaking to Campionas Cup, uh, the, uh, the social media accounts and it's just like... <laughs> He, it's triple or quadruple feeling of just like, you know, how do I do this social media? <laughs> I don't want to do this. Uh, like, but then his like kindness and his quiet intensity comes yeah. out as well. It's just, it's amazing. And, and I think it just encompasses Larry to the nth degree. Like it's just, that's just what he is. And uh, even more so, uh, yeah, uh, pace, 
Payson Schwinn on Twitter, uh, he had this uh, tweet out, and this is amazing. I mean, <laughs> if you know anything about Jeff Lorenowitz, is that, yeah, he's a little bit more analog than digital, <laughs> and he's not on social media, and so, yeah, he's... Yeah, the quote or the the tweet said, "This is Jeff watching the highlight of his goal tomorrow with a newspaper." <laughs> God, the savagery is just—it's so Jeff. It's abundant. It's abundant after this. Such a but, dad. Oh my God! So amazing stuff. Uh, and you know, pretty much like anytime we have a big win, there's just so much good stuff coming from the team. It's like hard to. Hard to uh, to not you know want to consume it all. And, yeah. You know, see Imagine not rooting for this team. Exactly. It's just they're so lovable, man. Yeah. It's just awesome. But uh, and uh, moving on though, uh, Atlanta United two uh, kind of topic wise anyway. There uh, was a kind of spotting of Luis Fernando, a uh, Atlanta United two player who was pretty much training with the uh, the first team squad before this match. Uh, he was, I think, pretty. <sighs> Very much uh, in all the shots in the locker room during the trophy celebration. I mean, shout out to the eagle-eyed CW3 and Joey Macchio uh, for the heads up on this. And it's just, I mean, is a first-team contract incoming? It could be. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, there's not any details yet per se. But uh, yeah, I mean, Fernando is a 22-year-old Ford from Brazil, and he uh, yeah signed in November 2018. Has one goal and one assist so far for Atlanta United. Two yeah, last season for Richmond Kickers, he had three goals and four assists. Yeah, I mean a good player. Who knows? I think he also has been mentioned by Frank de Boer as one of those type of players that uh, he would love to see be able to move up and down from the USL team to the first team squad a little easier than it currently is because right now he can't. So that's the crux of it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if he is to be able to play a part, it's because he maybe signed a first team contract. So who knows? We don't know. But um, let's move on to kind of a mini kind of transfer rumor, that kind of a posthumous yeah. transfer rumor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you want to not that. exist. Yeah. So Barco, as you uh, may or may not remember, was a target of Cuba America. And Barco had this to say about them. Cuba America was one of the teams that wanted me, but I'm happy in Atlanta and I want to stay here. My name was heard a lot and I made it clear that I wanted to finish the season in Atlanta and at the end of the year, we will see what happens to my future. So, I mean, it, it, go, yeah, going back to mm-hmm. Cuba America being a big boy and, you know, mm-hmm. one of the top teams on the continent, yeah. they were, yeah, they were looking at one of Atlanta's players, like... Yeah, I mean, not not only him, he, uh, I think Joseph Martinez one point, Tito Bichalba one point, right, and right, right. it's, uh, I think it speaks to, you know, the quality of LA United and what our vision and what we're doing is to be able to have a player like Ezekiel Barco spurn Club America. Yes, he had just moved over, but still, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a very large club that wins things. And, you know, to the fact that he did that, I think speaks volumes as well. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, last item in the news is that uh, Frank de Boer, Frank de Boer, did clarify his interview with The Guardian. Um, and, I mean, you know, I think, I think at this point you can just read what he wrote. Um, you know, it's just one of those. Uh, I don't really think we should really go into it a little bit further yeah. than that. But um, everyone yeah. has their opinion. Exactly, and it's on social media, so uh, I would suggest reading the whole thing. Uh, definitely for sure, because I think there are some people that maybe might have misconstrued a little bit of that. But it also is the wording that he's. 
It's kind of uh, infamous for now at this point, so. Yeah, that's that's the Not one fantastic. thing I have to say. It's like, I don't think Darren Eels appreciates having to kind of put on mini fires, you know, time and again in Bocanegra, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. That's, but it is what it, it is. I mean, that's, I, I think that comes with the job a little bit uh, of uh, what they do, but sure. I mean, I'm sure they don't want to do it in public all the time. Either, <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, but anyway, that gets us to our buy or sell segment, and simply, we put up a topic and we decide if we buy or sell it. First topic is Joseph Martinez should abandon his penalty hop. Do you buy or sell? Yeah, I gotta buy that. I mean, because you don't, he can't generate power when he's just landing and then kicking the ball in one. I don't, at least it doesn't seem like. And plus, mm -hmm. you know, with the keepers really not being able to move, I'm, I've always been a fan of penalty takers that just put it in the corner. You know, like the way he took his second penalty, and then from there you you choose either right or left. You know, like uh -huh. if you if you sense the keeper is gonna. Uh, shade to the mm -hmm. Joseph prefers the left corner. So mm -hmm. you know if he sense keeper's gonna shade there, you know just at the last second open your hips and mm -hmm. take it the other way. I just but yeah I think the hop is a little too elaborate. So mm -hmm. I think he should abandon it. Yeah, uh, I sell that he should abandon it because yeah I mean uh, before this month he hadn't missed from that hop. Uh, yes he kind of maybe went away from it a little bit uh, recently. Excuse me, but I think uh, you know he hadn't missed with that hop for almost a year before that. So it really, uh, I think it's only become more of a thing recently, even though when he was doing it, it was kind of, uh, you know, there were some uh, some criticisms then, but at the end of the day, Joseph Martinez is gonna do what he wants. And at this point, I buy whatever he uh, wants to do, penalty-wise, scoring-wise. I mean, he has earned that right, I feel like, so. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but next topic is Capiano's cup should be taken seriously. Buy or sell? Buy, absolutely buy. And I, I think especially because of that matchup last night between Atlanta and Club America. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think that it has. It's a competition that going forward teams can and should take seriously. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of uh, positives that come out of it. I think we've kind of touched on you know mm -hmm. the exposure, uh, the ability to match yourself up against another one of the best teams on the continent. Yeah. I, I think there's, yeah, I, for all those reasons, it should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. I I buy this on sale, I feel like. Um, I think it's it's one of those where, uh, like the first year wasn't really, I think, a, a barn burner. This year definitely was competitive, and it's only a two-year-old competition. Uh, yes, maybe you want to see some expansion of it, or, uh, I mean, yes, currently right now, it's just pretty much at an MLS venue. And so right. there is that, um, yeah. but um, you know, if it is a two-legged final, okay, uh, maybe there's added legitimacy to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, you saw the the pace of play, you saw the quality of the play. It's something that I think um, you know. You, if I, if you asked for me to watch what type of match, I want to watch that type of match. Right, nine times out of ten. So, yeah. You with these caveats, man. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that wraps it up for the new segment and by ourselves. And let's get into the match preview for Portland Timbers. It's on Sunday at 10 p.m., unfortunately, uh, Eastern Time at Providence Park. And it is an away game where, okay, we've lost six in a row on the road. In MLS. In MLS. Because, uh, of course, we won that U.S. Open Cup match in Orlando. But, uh, yeah, and on current form, Portland Timbers, they've, uh, yeah, they've won 
Four out of their last six, drawn one and lost one. They're on a good streak right now, I think. Yeah. Um, last month and a half, they're seven two and two overall, including a win at LAFC in the Open Cup. Yeah. I mean, they aren't playing too shabby. They are pretty dangerous and they're pretty good at home. Uh, not as good as we are, but really good. Yeah. And so, uh, and for us in the league, we're also we have four wins, but also two losses. So. Pretty close uh, in that regard on form. In terms of previous matchups, we've uh, drawn 1-1 uh, two years in a row, at least in the regular season. And of course, we beat them 2-0 in the MLS Cup final. And uh, yeah, and so it gets to where, yeah, Portland Timbers and their style of play, they're a team that thrives on a counterattack. Yeah. They aren't they're kind of eschewing possession a little bit. Yeah. Um, but they definitely they love to attack the set pieces. Mm -hmm. They love to attack down the wings. They have a bunch of guys that can shoot, that can score. Um, and, yeah, you know, you have to really watch out for long shots from them, which mm -hmm. kind of is a little bit of a worry, I feel like, sometimes on in our squad. But, yeah, especially uh, this season, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, you know, but they're also a team that, um, you know, you can kind of uh, exploit a little bit in some certain spots. Yeah. You can definitely exploit them on the wings. Mm -hmm. You can exploit them with some skill and uh, kind of on set pieces. So, you know, there are a few places that we can, uh, if we are assertive, we can drive at them and really try to, you know, be the protagonist in this match. Yeah. I mean, the, don't be surprised if Atlanta actually has more possession in this match because that does kind of play into Portland's style. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the the style matchup in this mm -hmm. match as well as you know. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see what uh, we do to counteract or, or if we uh, are assertive to begin with. So yeah. we'll see. But uh, in terms of players to watch. Man, Brian Fernandez is ridiculous at he's, this moment. Yeah, he's the main man. Uh, Portland paid $10 million to Nexaka in Liga Meki to transfer him over. So he joined the midseason in 16 games in all competitions, 14 goals, 2 assists, scored in his first five MLS appearances. That's a record. I mean, he's the man, you know, and he's he's keyed their turnaround, I think, because yeah. Portland had a shaky start to the season as well as yeah. Atlanta. And now Portland is, uh, they're in seventh place, mm -hmm. but they're only... They're surging. Yeah, they're yeah. four points off of second. And so, you know, two, second through seventh in the West, really, if any one of those teams go on a run, they could be the two seed. Certainly yeah. Portland's thinking that way. And yeah, you saw that last year in, in which how they got to the final. I mean, they got right. hot at the right time. They were and, fifth seed last season. So. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, they were able to beat a really strong Sporting KC set at that time. Right. Anyway, not this season, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Sebastian Blanco, also right. another guy, four goals, nine assists. A guy that you have to watch out for from long range, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Diego Valeri, even a former MVP in this league. Six goals, seven assists. Yeah. And Jeremy Abobasi, I mean, yeah. He also has eight goals, one assist. I would also throw in Diego Chara in there. We talked about them exactly. being strong in the counter. It usually goes through Chara. Mm -hmm. This this is a strong team, make no mistake. Exactly. They have plenty of weapons in attack. And so, yeah, we definitely need to just be very weary uh, and cut out the plentiful crosses that they'll inevitably have. Uh, we have to deal with all the numerous shots that they will take, for sure, from mm -hmm. all angles. Mm -hmm. uh, which, I mean, it might be a tough ask if it is a little bit of a makeshift uh, defense a little bit, which it might be. Uh, but, yeah, we've got to prevent Brian Fernandez from getting in behind, 
because that's what he is want to do. Yeah. Uh, and you know, attack wise, let's get on the wings. Yeah. Let's uh, you know, let's let Miram, let's let uh, you know, Gressel or whomever starts that wing back. Kind of really be direct and or whip in an early cross. You know, yeah, it just feels like this might be a match where uh, we need to impose, you know, yeah. and make them defend. Because, yeah. you know, even though they're strong in the count, even though they mm -hmm. want to sit off the ball, mm -hmm. they may be uncomfortable in long stretches of defending. So, yeah, yeah let's hold on to the ball, let's attack down the wings, mm -hmm. and let's make them run. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we also, yeah, along with that, we need to finish our chances. Yeah, absolutely. Like we, uh, I think. I mean, this fatigue might be kind of rearing its head at the at this point. I feel like, uh, especially you have to travel yeah. cross country. Uh, you, we pretty much had, uh, well, at this point, three days, kind of three plus maybe, mm -hmm. uh, between Campionas Cup and this match. Not a ton, but it also is. I mean, you know, we've I think had uh, three games in eight days. Yeah, Portland so, also did play last night. So yeah, but still. Yeah, but they stay at home, so yeah, it's uh, exactly. ain't, ain't too bad. Um, and so, or at least they are they are at home. I, I forget if they are actually uh, on the road or not. They no, they yeah, they played at home last night, and then, yeah. yeah, they stay home. So, so no travel for them. Yeah, so they uh, they are fresher than we are, and that's that's a little bit of worry. So I feel like there is a little bit of maybe rotation that will happen. But uh, yeah, getting into their injuries uh, for Portland. Uh, who's out defender Marco Farfan with a left knee injury. Their uh, goalkeeper Jeff Atanella had right shoulder surgery on uh, July 29th and is out for the season. He was the goalkeeper that was in the MLS Cup final. Yeah. And also defender Modo Jadama has a left foot injury. And so, I mean, in terms of defense, they're a little lighter, which is kind of uh, something where we can kind of uh, maybe try to uh, yeah, really, if we impose ourselves, good stuff might happen. Right. So that's good. Yep. But uh, in terms of Atlanta, uh, like we said earlier in the episode, Eric Rometty is unlikely maybe with a quad injury. Rocco Escobar is also unlikely with a hamstring injury. And of course, uh, Mikey Ambrose uh, has that left hamstring injury where he's still trying to return. Brandon Vasquez, that left hip injury, still trying to return. Rex Shea, of course, is pretty much effectively out for the season. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll see who uh, makes the trip really and truly. Yeah, indeed. But uh, before we get into the predicted 11, let's get into uh, some, some of the match facts. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been over two and a half goals scored in nine of Atlanta's last 10 uh, games in MLS. Pretty good. Yeah, lots of goals. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, Some goal fest. Yeah, and uh, you know we've scored at least two goals in the last five. So you know even less so. There's uh, there's goals. Yeah, there's for sure. Guzan's back in, I think, and you know I don't know if Can will start another match if Guzan is available for the rest of the season. But you know it is. What well, it is. I think Can uh, started this match because he was uh, being rewarded. Or yeah. The Campionas Cup match. Sorry, rather uh, because he was being rewarded uh, for I think yeah showing out and training probably. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I think right. Frank DeBoer also uh, mentioned that uh, I think this was to AJC that he. Uh, was originally going to play him in the first U.S. Open Cup match, I think, uh, and he was sick for the St. Louis FC Cup. Uh, or, sorry, FC match in the cup. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, I mean, there are other times where he was just unfortunately, uh, you know, sick or just wasn't able to uh, to play, and he wasn't selected. And but he, you know, I think definitely warrants a call here and there. 
because I think in terms of uh, backup keepers go, he's one of the best Absolutely. in the league for sure. Yeah. And, because he's proven through at least a half season that he's a very competent keeper. He could start for a number of the teams. I think so. So, yeah. But anyway, Guzan is between the sticks for me as well. Um, and for that three-man back line, who do you have? We got, uh, I have LGP playing right center back, Robinson in the middle, and Pogba on the left. Uh, because we don't really know the status of Escobar. Yeah. We're going to assume that the team is cautious with him. And Pogba again played well and has yeah. played well in his appearances. So I think you roll with that three-man back line. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, that's, uh, I think it was still very strong as it ended up to be. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I agree there. Getting into the midfield uh, or the, the wing backs first, uh, I think we're in agreement that Gressel and Miriam are the wing backs. Yeah, Miriam getting some rest may be crucial. Yeah, uh, I think Gressel needs a rest here and there. Maybe maybe Miriam moves over to the right uh, and then Pereira comes in in this match. So, Pereira was pretty solid against Club America. Yeah, exactly. And so maybe he can at least spell uh, Gressel a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, it's a little bit more... It's different on the right as well. Sure. So, yeah. it'll be, uh, but at least Miriam is right footed, so at least he can maybe at least. Uh, I think, yeah, I think he would spell him. Assert himself fine, yeah. 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 But uh, I think for me, Larry and Nagby in the middle, I think you Same. agree as yes. well, right? Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, I think. Again, we don't know the status of Remedi. Yeah. We don't, it's again, a tough part. Will, will they be cautious? And I don't want to play a double pivot, or it's not a pivot in the 3 5 2, which is what I have. Um, mm -hmm. And. So Mo Adams and Larry, it's a little too defensive. I right. think you want that creativity. You want uh, someone who can really I think, keep the ball. Like keep Nagby the ball, yeah, yeah. Nagby does, and so uh, yeah, I think that's you know we're in agreement there. Uh, and then yeah, uh, this is where we I think pretty majorly different. <laughs> so you go ahead. Yeah, so I got your usual uh, starters up top. I have Barco kind of in the ten position, Petey and Joseph. But as we discussed before, they're pretty fluid. But yeah, I think that I know PD's played like a lot lately, but I think that he's played so well and he has not been able to really get on the stat sheet. And I think, yeah. you know, if he can play and score, it would do wonders for his confidence. He lo he's looking confident. He's looking great. Yeah. So I'd like to, I think that you play a hot hand with PD and with Joseph. Look, they, they, they said like maybe he's carrying the injury, you know, but I think. I just don't think he's going to keep him out of the lineup as long as he's healthy. Fair, so, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I think, uh, yeah, I think Hyman returns uh, at, in that 10 position. And I think the two strikers up top. For me, I think there is a little bit of that rotation. Uh, and then I think Joseph and PT can come on later. Or it might be the reverse, and in which they'll actually get some minutes. Uh, but Barco and Tito are the strikers for me up top. Uh, obviously, that... Adds to a, a quite a bit of rotation, but I think it's you know it's one of those where Portland Timbers are so strong at home. We've been pretty diabolical on the road, but I mean with better form, I think maybe we can turn this around. Yeah. So I think it is. I'm torn. I'm torn if I do play a Joseph and PT up top or a Barco and Tito. Either way, whichever way the, that goes around, they will I think sub in for each other. Yeah. I think I hope Tito gets about 20 minutes in this one. Yeah, I think yeah, he, I think he, maybe he thought that he might play a part in the Campeonas Cup. Well, and that's yeah, he because was too tight probably that, for him to come out. Well, and yeah, because with the NYCFC match too, the board did mention he wanted to bring in Tito, but when they made it two one, yeah, and then yeah, the Copa match it was intense, it was tight. It's probably not the right game to for him to get minutes in, mm -hmm. you know. So, but 
Although, I mean, you know, he could have been running at their uh, their defense, their tire defense, especially... Down a man. Down a man. It, you know, and especially they were going for it later on. I mean, Maybe. I would have taken my chances, uh, Barco or Tito, at the end of the match to just run as fast and hard <laughs> as possible towards their goal. I mean, that would have been... Uh, I, I, yeah, Tito would have beaten Jimenez, for sure. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, that gets us to our score prediction. And what do you got? Yeah, it's typically been a tight series. Uh, each of the first two regular season matches end 1-1, and I have that again. I think it's a 1-1 match. I think that both teams kind of go for it at points, but Portland's typically pragmatic, and I think Atlanta may have to settle for a draw eventually. So, yeah, 1-1. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think, for me, it's a also score draw 2-2 for me. I think there's lots of goals in this. Um, and so... Yeah, there's going to be some shots from distance. There's going to be, I think, some some beautiful goals scored in this game, I feel like. And uh, especially with some fatigue being a factor and uh, some susceptibility uh, from the wings and whatnot. Uh, there might be some kind of beautiful headers being won. So, uh, yeah, 2-2 two, two for me. And, yeah, that wraps up for the match prediction. And, yeah, let us know in the comments below what you guys uh, are predicting for this match, lineup-wise and score prediction-wise. But that gets us to our question of the day. So we've done it. We won our first international trophy. And with the Campionis Cup, you know, both teams were up for it. It actually ended up being a pretty intense match. Is this trophy a step in the right direction for Atlanta becoming a super club? Tweet at us. Let us know in the comments. We want to know what you guys think. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I am AJ. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>